I'm Rick Nelson, and on behalf of AASHTO's Committee on Maintenance, their Maintenance Operations Technical Working Group, and the Winter Weather Management Technical Service Program, formerly known as SICOP, SICOP Talks Winter Ops is proud to host this fourth National Winter Maintenance and Road Weather Briefing. These briefings provide organizations working in the severe weather and maintenance operations space an opportunity to showcase their efforts to help you achieve your winter maintenance and operations mission. This briefing features Wilf Nixon of the Professional Snow Fighters Association. Hi, Wilf. Hi, Rick. Thank you very much for having me. It's a great pleasure to be able to come and share with the community some of the information about the Professional Snow Fighters Association. Thank you. You know, Wilf, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be with the PSA. Surely. Um, well, you know, we won't go quite back to childhood, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> way back when, when I was a grad student, I was doing research on snow and ice, and uh, that eventually led to doing research on winter maintenance side of things. And I did that for a number of years as a professor at the University of Iowa. And then it would be about eight years ago, uh, I retired at the university and went to work for nonprofits. And it turned out around about 2019 that I started up the Professional Snow Fighters Association to fill a need in the community for providing training and information and good practice, basically. Yeah, Wilfen, and we're glad you've you've done that. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of resource and materials available through the Professional Snow Fighters Association. We try and make a lot of it available. It's, uh, you know, as you and I have discussed, Rick, there is great research done. And the challenge we all face is getting that research off the shelf and into, if you will, the hands of the people driving the plow trucks. Although yeah, if they're driving them, we we probably don't want them <laughs> with anything other than the wheel in their hands. Anyway, <laughs> well, well, you know, there's there's two seasons, right? There's getting ready for winter, and there's winter, and and uh, this need is uh, filled in this getting ready for winter segment. There you go. Yes. So with that, Wilf, um, tell us what's going on in the Professional Snow Fighters Association these days. Well, surely, um, we are, well, let's begin, if we could, just with our mission. We're um, in the business of creating a community of good practice. And what we want to do is bring all the players in that community together so they can share information and insights in an ongoing way. Um, there's a lot that is happening in our community in our industry, a lot of developments, a lot of very interesting stuff. And what we're trying to do is provide um, a forum, a community, a, an area for chatting and learning uh, to deal with all of that. Now, we can put that together into a fancy mission statement like we have here, and that's all fine and well and good. And hopefully that brings us you know, to a point where we say, okay, We've got that mission. What do we actually do? First thing is, who's a member of the community? And we have a number of membership options. Uh, one is for agencies. We have many agencies now who are members. And what that means is anyone that the agency designates and sets up with an account 
can access all of our training materials. And a number of agencies have found that to be very helpful. Uh, we have membership for vendors and for industry. What we are trying to do there, part of the conversation is what solutions are out there? What solutions are available? If I'm doing my winter maintenance, my winter operations, uh, classically, that's a sort of um, alligators and swamp thing. And when you're up to your ass in alligators, you may not have the time to uh, set aside to figure out what new methods are available to help you get rid of those alligators and drain the swamp. We also have an option for individuals, and I'm pleased to say we have a number of individuals who are members, and we very much enjoy those quite often. Uh, it's the individual members who come to us and say, hey, what about this? Or have you thought of that? And that's extremely valuable for us. So that's our broad membership. What do we do for people? Well, we provide training materials for our members. We do webinars and workshops. Um, the webinars we'll get into, but they're open to anyone. The workshops also open to anyone. In general, for the workshops, which are in person, there is a fee, um, but the webinars are always free. Uh, we also have a self-assessment tool for agencies so they can, uh, members can take a good look at what they do and how what they do compares with um, the whole practice at the moment. Uh, not to say that it should be some way, but here's things that you might consider. And then we do a few other bits and pieces and uh, that helps us all. Our training materials, uh, we began by doing a series of one pages, which we still have. That's taking the information that might be pertinent to one small piece of winter maintenance and putting it on two sides of a sheet of paper so that you could put that, laminate it, and put it in the break room, and anyone can look at it whenever they want. Uh, the idea there is to make sure that the information we have, and there is, as we discussed earlier, Rick, a lot of information out there, is accessible to the whole community. Not everybody has time to read through a 200-page report right. or indeed the patients to do that. Um, and if we can extract that information and make it one page, easily digestible, uh, that really helps. The second thing, and this is relatively new, it's something we've started developing uh, late last year and early this year, is what we call bite-sized training. Again, the issue is not everyone has 50 minutes or an hour they can set aside to watch a video or do something like that. So we just take small snippets and we guarantee that our training videos are no longer than 15 minutes on a topic. They give you the basics. And as we build our library out of those, you can go further and further down the rabbit hole uh, and find out more and more about stuff as you need to. But again, the goal here is if you can set aside 15 minutes, you can get some training. That's much easier for agencies to do or for individuals to do than to set aside an hour. And mm -hmm. then we have the self-evaluation program. We'll, we'll touch on that a little more. Um, 
webinars and workshops, um, the old model, and when I say old, I'm meaning pre-COVID, is uh, you do workshops around the country, you share information from experts around the world, and you share that with the local community. And that works well. Um, the new model is you add webinars into the mix as well. But uh, I think our learning on that has been there are limits to how much uh, webinaring people can take. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the um, you know, we all get over-zoomed, if you will, from time to time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's not say webinars are a bad thing. Um, but my initial plan, you know, in, in COVID of one a month, I don't think is going to work. Um, we are, we do have some ideas and we'll see how they go. We, we are doing workshops going forward. Our next one is coming up in mid August. Uh, it's going to be the 15th and the 16th in Addison, Illinois. That's the Chicago suburbs. And it'll be a classic workshop on the first day with a variety of topics. On the second day, we'll be doing the APWA operators uh, certificate. That's a half-day training okay. for operators. So that should be good fun. And then um, later on in, well, actually before that workshop, but before the end of July, we're starting a, a series of four webinars that we're calling Road Weather Roundtable. And what we're doing there is we're going to dig into uh, some of the road weather developments that are going on. Um, you know, it's, it's not, if you will, your father's Arwis anymore. Um, and it's useful and helpful to see how agencies are making use of some of the new technology that is out there. And that's the way we're trying to do our webinars. We'll have an agency involved, but also an expert who basically sold them the technology or whose company did explaining the ins and outs of that technology and hopefully giving people a slightly um, more in-depth look. So that's coming up later this summer. The self-assessment tool, this is really a chance for any agency to, whoops, I've gone a little fast there. Uh, to <laughs> Itchy trigger finger, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, to... Um, you know, look at how they stand against what you might call benchmarks. And the the goal here is not that everyone is doing everything. Every agency should be doing things slightly differently because your needs, your concerns, your constraints are slightly different. Okay, given that, what am I doing now? Where are my areas where I could improve? Which of those areas did I might I want to improve in? Um, you know, again, you can't do everything. So if there's only one or two things I might bring forward, we can give agencies an idea of what those might be. Other things that we do, uh, we try and stay involved with the community. And, uh, this is one example of doing that involvement. Um, and I'm, I'm going to apologize, Rick. I've still got Psychop up on the slide instead of the oh. new acronym that I haven't. <laughs> got around to yes <laughs> you know what I, I think i think psychop is going to live on for a while um yes you know after 30 years of psychop it's it's going to be difficult to uh to, to change that i think but i think you're right um 
Yeah, and and just trying to make sure that we share the new stuff that's coming out. And it's not saying nobody else is doing it. Obviously, if somebody does a project for ClearRoads or NCHRP, there are avenues that it gets shared. But the more avenues that we can do, uh, the better. So we're just saying, hey, are you aware of this? Or what about that or the other? Um, We're doing our best to raise issues of concern for members in the field. One of the topics that's come up more recently is resilience. And uh, we took a, a, a look at the uh, pre-winter storm that was the storm of the century, the snowpocalypse, whatever, um, that did in fact hit a number of Western states rather hard. And what we're trying to do there is bring those issues up and ask the question, and this is, you know, it's a tricky question to ask. Do we have the resilience that we need on, for example, our interstates in some of those areas, given that those interstates are really rather important uh, for commerce in the country? Um, and the answer in some of those circumstances may be, no, we don't quite, we're not quite there at the moment. Um, we're trying to assist with whatever programs are out there doing good things. Uh, like the APWA supervisors and operator trainings. I have a monthly column in the APWA reporter, and we're looking, developing courses with other folks for private contractors, various things like that, trying just in general to do what we can to help our industry move forward and build that community. Um, there's information there for how to get in touch with us, uh, where our website is. Our website, of course, you can go to and you can join. You can have your agency join as well. And yes, we are very aware that uh, for a lot of agencies, there are various processes that you have to go through when you're thinking about joining <laughs> something like this. Um, so, yeah, we we deal with those as well. And we're, we're quite used to doing that. So, yeah, that's who we are. And that's what we're up to. Rick. I hope that was sort of what you were looking for. Yeah. So so, Wilf, you're. Maybe you could talk just a little bit more about your nonprofit status. Right. We're, we are what they call, there are various um, sorts of nonprofits, okay? And uh, the one most of us are aware of are charitable organizations. They are what are known as 501c3s. And a 501c3, that name is used because that's the bit of the tax code it refers to. We're not a 501c3. We are actually a 501c6, where okay. we are a nonprofit trade association. And the notion there is we serve uh, the, the community, our uh, industry, and by doing that, we provide benefit to that industry and to society in general. Uh, what it means is we can't be out there selling things at a profit uh, our goal is not to create a return on investment. Our goal, primarily, as you saw from that mission statement, it's creating the community and doing that through providing knowledge and training and information and opportunity for discovery. Yeah. So, so I, I the, you know, the real point, I guess, is that you're, you're, while you're engaged with industry, you're not part of industry, uh, 
you know, as a nonprofit, uh, you know, public right. agencies, sometimes they get a little squeamish about uh, saddling up to, to different vendors and so on. But that's not your case because you're right. a, a, a trade association, you're a nonprofit organization. Right. That, and that, that said, there is still money that has to be paid for membership, but. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, you're not a charitable contribution, right? <laughs> right. Like, don't give things away for free, right? Yeah. But um, there, there is a lot of material there that, that uh, you know, you can get to. Um, Wilf, your target audience, um, who, who do you see mostly as members of, of the Professional Snowfighters Association? Well, it's on the agency side, uh, our membership, we have several state DOTs who are members, uh, but purely in terms of numbers of agencies, most of our agency members are cities, counties, towns, even some villages, um, they are smaller agencies. And in a way, that makes a lot of sense to us. If I'm a state DOT, I almost certainly have a training um, department available to me, and that training department provides um, information that may or may not meet my specific winter maintenance operations needs. If I'm a town with 10,000 inhabitants and I have to plow snow in the wintertime, I almost certainly don't have a training person in my, um, you know, in my organization, my public works department. I need to get that somewhere and it needs to happen in a way that makes sense for me. So, uh, we're seeing a number of these smaller agencies coming on board and, and finding this to be very helpful in, in two ways, actually. While they traditionally have not sent operators to uh, the various meetings and workshops that are around, that at least in part is because they haven't known about the options to do so. So they're learning right. about those and getting the information from us as well. So those two things help. And, um, you know, that, that does give these folks quite a lot of input and, and, and sense about where they might want to take their agency serving the public and meeting those needs. Right. Uh, it, but I do know there are an awful lot of, of uh, state DOT folks that are individual members. They, they might not uh, be an, an agency member, but uh, I think you have a lot of individual members out there. We do indeed, and and they are the ones who are always coming up to us and saying, "Hey, what about this? What about that?" Um, you know, it's it's which we love. I mean, you know, again, any trade association always wants to get feedback and input from its members and and people saying, "Well, we have this problem. How do we deal with it?" And that's you know, again, there are methods of them raising those issues. Um, for example, the Transportation Research Board, its whole focus is on bringing research forward and making research <laughs> happen. But sometimes that's a, um, a uh, process that grinds slow and exceedingly fine. And by the time you've got it all done, there's not much left at the end. Um, so we, we can bring these things up and start asking around and, and enable 
some of these associations to go, wow, you know what? We could do this and, and maybe get part of the answer to a question much more quickly than waiting three or four years for the research progress to occur. And that's, right. that's useful and helpful. And, and, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've worked together for many, many years and, and you're involved in a lot of different, um, organizations and, and, um, uh, groups out there and being able to leverage those contacts uh, to move things forward, I think is really important. I would agree. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> there is the old thing. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, not to say that knowing certain things is not important, but no one can know everything. And uh, that as you go through a career, what you learn is who does know all about X. So if a question comes up about X, and it it very often is the case, I don't know all about X, but I probably do know someone who does know all about X, and that's a huge help. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wilf, thanks uh, so much for the update on the Professional Sonoma Fighters Association. As always, it's great to see you and, and have a chance to visit about what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rick. It's, it's a great opportunity to share this with you. And thank you very much for the chance to do that. And, uh, hopefully folk have seen the contact information on the screen and will be able to reach out if they have any additional questions. So that's great. Right. You know, and, and in addition to that, uh, in the notes below, uh, we'll put uh, links to your website. We'll put, uh, links to your email. So if folks want to go surf, uh, see what's out there. They can do that. And uh, if something piques their interest, they'll be able to shoot you an email directly and, and uh, get engaged. Brilliant. Thank you very much again, Rick. That's It's really great chance for us to be able to share this info. Thank you. All right. And with that, until next time, thanks for tuning in and stay safe out there. <laughs>